In today's show, Bitcoin price, the $30,000 in October, says analysts as the Bitcoin price climbs 2%. And check it out, Coinbase CEO slams Chase UK for a totally inappropriate crypto move. And I'd say the same thing. Also, breaking news, the SEC chairman Gary Gensler says Bitcoin is not a security, but refuses to say it's a commodity. Max Kaiser's response, Bitcoin is a synthetic commodity willed into existence by humanity's collective unconscious to fill our deepest psychic needs as a species for perfect money. It regulates itself and it obviates the need for the nation state preach. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing the SEC pushes back the deadline for ARK 21 shares, spot Bitcoin ETF to January, continuing to kick the can down the road. However, breaking news, U.S. lawmakers call on the SEC Chairman Gary Gensler to approve a spot Bitcoin ETF immediately. Keyword, immediately. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing Bitcoin price can hit $10 million within the next nine years, according to the Blockstream CEO, Adam Back. And speaking of a $10 million Bitcoin price. Did you know how Finney was calculating a Bitcoin price of $10 million per coin just one week after the Genesis block on January 3rd of 2009? Talk about an absolute legend. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome to everyone just joining us on our live stream. This is pod episode number 1414. I'm your host, JV, and today is September 27th, 2023. We got another action-packed show for you today. Let's kick it off with our market watch. It's good to see a lot of the cryptos are back in the green with Bitcoin holding on to 26,200 as support and checking out coinmarketcap.com. We can see the crypto market cap pretty stagnant at just above a trillion dollars with roughly 28 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance pretty stagnant as well at 48.9% and the Ether dominance at 18.3%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we got Bitcoin Cash leading the pack up 7%, trading at roughly $230, followed by the infamous Pepe up 5.6%, followed by Chainlink up 3.5%, trading at $7.65. Which altcoins, if any, are you most bullish on right now? Drop it in the comment section right down below. And at the end of the show, I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past week. We can see it's a mix between a sea of red and a sea of green. We have Bitcoin Cash up 7%. Again, Link is up 3.5% and RLB up 4.5%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, which is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. You can see we're currently rated a 46 in fear. Yesterday was a 47, last week a 46, and last month a 38 in fear. So there you have it, fam. How many of you are bullish for this upcoming October, which is only a few days out? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And speaking of technical analysis, Let's dive into today's TA and check out the charts and what is popping with the King Crypto. Bitcoin broke higher into the September 27th Wall Street Open as one analyst predicts a return to 30,000 in October. If you agree with this analyst, drop a 30K or 30Gs in the comments section. Here we can see the Bitcoin one hour candle chart as Bitcoin just started to pump. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView followed the Bitcoin price action as the bulls gathered steam to reach 26.8 over on Bitstamp. The 2% jump to near 
weekly highs came as market commentators already eyed the thin overhead resistance with a breakout on the cards, which should not be replenished. Now, SKU Analytics added that this can create some good opportunities with inefficiencies and a potential premiums later, as he outlines here on X. Now, also... On-chain monitoring resource material indicators revealed an uptick in activity from one specific class of whales well known for its impact on the Bitcoin price action. Material indicators further noted that the move above 26.5 had invalidated a warning signal that came on the back of the daily chart's death cross at the start of the week. Quoting the analyst here, purple buys, dips, and sells rips. I am happy to swim in their wake. Fire Charts integrates a CVD chart binned by order class, which shows that historically the purple class of whales with order sizes in the 100000 to $1 million range have had the most influence over Bitcoin, which you can see here in this chart in that purple line. Now, quoting crypto analyst Mikhail Van Pop, I'd prefer to see 26.5. And if we do, we are likely to see $30,000 in October. Send it and let's freaking go. I'm specifically awaiting for that 30,000 price action. I think we can do it. Data from monitoring resource CoinGlass meanwhile confirmed that short liquidations remain modest with around 13 million in Bitcoin shorts having been liquidated for the day at this time with the cross crypto tally at roughly $39 million at the time of this recording. So how many of you are bullish for October just a few days out as we end this September? Let me know, fam. Or do you feel we're likely to drop even lower so you can stack some more stats on the low? Either way, let me know what your instincts are and your intuition so I can read that all out loud here in a little bit. Now, let's discuss Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, the largest crypto exchange in the United States. Pretty upset with the regulation from JP Morgan Chase, as he should, as they just recently banned all crypto transactions in the United Kingdom, which is definitely not a good look. So here we go. CEO of major US-based crypto exchange Coinbase, Brian Armstrong, condemned the decision of JP Morgan subsidiary Chase UK to restrict the crypto-related transactions. Armstrong shared September 26th to slam the Chase Bank for its totally inappropriate move to ban on its customers in the United Kingdom for making any debit card or wire transfers related to crypto transactions. Quitting him here, UK crypto holders should close their accounts if this is how they're going to be treated. The CEO also urged UK officials, including the UK Prime Minister and UK Economic Secretary, to check whether Chase UK's actions respect the country's policy goals. Armstrong expressed hope that Chase UK might change its decision after the officials look into the situation, he shared. Uh, really hoping there is more to this story than meets the eye and that this does not reflect Chase's UK actual value in their view. Now, September 26, Chase UK officially confirmed that the company decided to ban its customers from making any crypto-related transactions, citing a high level of fraud in crypto, as they shared here. Customers will receive a decline transaction notification if they do attempt to make a crypto-related transaction, is what the bank said. And according to Coinbase's official website, the UK is among the regions supported by the platform. Alongside the US, Europe, and Canada, the exchange has been actively pursuing its expansion ambitions in the UK. And in April of this year, Coinbase stated the firm was working seriously in the UK and Europe. And while pushing aggressive expansion in the UK and Europe, Coinbase has been facing legal issues at home, as we all know. In June, the US SEC filed a lawsuit against Coinbase, alleging that the exchange had violated certain security laws, deeming a lot of their altcoins for sale as unregistered securities. Now, all I know is this. I don't think JP Morgan Chase is a good guy. Obviously, they are bad. They're investing into crypto behind the scenes, yet they're banning people from the UK 
today for being able to purchase any crypto, any crypto transactions from a bank account of theirs. If no one pushes back on this and there is no uproar, who's to say they can't ban crypto transactions in the United States? Keeping in mind that JP Morgan Chase is the largest financial provider, the largest bank in the United States. So here's my thoughts. I agree with Brian Armstrong. I think we should all boycott their bank. Why should we support our oppressors? If they're an enemy of crypto, why are we supporting Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond, who is the CEO of JP Morgan Chase? To me, it makes no sense. But what are your thoughts, fam? Are you going to continue to support them? Are you going to pull out if you're already doing business with them? I'd love to know your thoughts. Personally, if I had a banking account with them, I would, uh, you know, get rid of it ASAP. And a long time ago, I used to have a Chase bank account and I got rid of it because I didn't want to support our oppressors. You know what I mean? If you're against Bitcoin, you're an enemy of Bitcoin. And therefore, why should you deserve our support? That's the way I look at it, fam. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss Gary Gensler on Bitcoin. He was recently pressed by Congress. And this is actually breaking news right now. Everyone's talking about over on X. So let's break this down. SEC Chairman Gary Gensler says Bitcoin is not a security, but refuses to say it's a commodity. I mean, this guy, Mr. No Clarity Gary, couldn't give him a better nickname, right? Max Kaiser responded, Bitcoin is a synthetic commodity willed into existence by humanity's collective unconscious to fill our deepest psychic need as a species for perfect money. It regulates itself and it obviates the need for the nation state. Preach. I agree with Max there 100%. So let's dive a little deeper into this recent pressing. The United States House Financial Services Committee will hear how the SEC is changing its oversight and rules to keep pace with tech advancements, including crypto and AI. SEC Chairman Gary Gensler is set to outline how the U.S. SEC is updating its rules to align with tech and business models in the 2020s. And as a customary, Gensler's opening remarks have been published ahead of the September 27th hearing, outlining the SEC wider oversight of securities and exchange in the United States. And if you've missed it, you can catch all of these clips of Gensler refusing to answer the question over on X. I highly encourage you to check it out. Now, uh, referring to the establishment of the 1933 Security Act, Gensler said to the U.S. Congress and made a decision to include a list of more than 30 items in the definition of a security, including the term investment contract, quoting him here, as I've previously said, without prejudging any one token, the vast majority of crypto tokens tokens likely meet the investment contract test. Why are we comparing? Uh, we're in the year 2023, and we're using a 1933 Securities Act to determine if something is a security or a commodity. To me, that makes no sense. But what do you think, fam? Gensler is set to tell the House of Financial Services Committee that the SEC's view is that most cryptos are subject to security laws, also necessitates the intermediaries such as exchanges, brokers, and dealers who must comply with these laws as well. I also like the point out, because I watched a few of these clips, they asked Mr. Gensler, would purchasing a Pokemon card be deemed a security? And Gensler was like very hesitant, but no, just the purchase of a Pokemon card wouldn't be deemed a security. Then they, with the same logic, said, what if it was a tokenized purchase of a Pokemon card? And then Gary refused to answer, which is ultimately, I mean, he's corrupt as all what we all know this. So it's good to see that the Congress is finally calling out Mr. No Clarity Gary. And also they want an ETF approval immediately. In fact, there was just a letter sent to the chairman from Congress, which I believe is our next story 
the day. So let's dive in and break this down. Uh, but first, actually, we're going to be discussing they push back the deadline for the Bitcoin ETF approval to January. So unfortunately, in October, we're not going to be seeing any Bitcoin ETF approvals unless Gary does a complete 180 and listens to what Congress is urging him to do immediately. So let's break this next story down. Here we go. The U.S. SEC has taken a maximum time allowed for the regulator to reach a decision on a spot Bitcoin ETF uh, offering from ARC 21 shares, which I believe is Kathy Wood's company. In a September 26th notice, the SEC said it would designate a longer period on whether the approval or disapproval of the proposed rule change that would allow ARC 21 shares spot Bitcoin ETF on the CBOE BZX exchange. The commission's previous delay on August 11th gave the regulator until November 11th to decide whether to approve, disapprove, or again defer a decision. Quoting them here, the commission finds that it is appropriate to designate a longer period within which to issue an order approving or disapproving the proposed rule change so that has sufficient time to consider the proposed rule change and the issue raised therein, said the SEC. Now, the delay came the same day that the SEC deferred a decision on the Bitcoin ETF offering from fund manager Global X. It is unclear why the commission chose to designate longer periods to determine then the fate of the spot Bitcoin ETF apps weeks ahead of their next deadlines in October and November. The regulator has usually waited a few days before any deadline to file a delay. So they make a great point. Why are they filing delays in advance? Can you say it's, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, they're fudging some things here. With the additional 60 days to consider ARC 21 shares offering, the SEC's final deadline for ARC 21 shares will now be January 10th, which is 240 days after the initial application was filed with the next deadline for Global X's ETF, which will fall on November 21st. As James Safart outlines here on X update, wow, the SEC just came out super early and delayed the ARC invest 21 shares Bitcoin ETF filing. This thing wasn't due for a decision until November 11th. So what is in the world is going on? Also delaying the Global X ETFs app, which was due October 7th. Now the filing followed a letter from a group of U.S. representatives, which I'm going to be covering in great detail in our next story. To date, the SEC had not approved any spot Bitcoin ETF for listing on a U.S.-based exchange. Many industry experts speculate that the commission would reconsider pending ETF apps following the SEC's loss to the Grayscale Lawsuit Court in uh, August. And at this time, the next deadline for spot crypto ETF apps are from seven major firms, which include the largest asset manager in the world, which is BlackRock. They control over $10 trillion in assets under management. Also, we have Wisdom Tree. We have Invesco Galaxy. We got Valkyrie. We got Bitwise. We got Van Eck, as well as Fidelity, which I believe is the second largest asset manager in the world with over $4.5 trillion in assets under management. They're scheduled all for October. The SEC can delay or extend these deadlines until March. You know what I mean? How do you feel this is likely to play out? Do you think they'll continue kicking the can down the road as long as humanly possible? Or do you think the pressure from the Congress will light a fire, spark that fire under Mr. Gary Gensler's butt and get him to take some action that is in the best interest for once for the investors in the United States, which is clearly approving the spot Bitcoin ETF so we can get these trillions of dollars which are currently sitting on the sidelines to enter the Bitcoin market. They can't continue to push it back forever. It is only a matter of time. And with that being shared, now let's discuss this letter that Congress wrote to the chairman of the SEC, Gary Gensler, urging him to approve Bitcoin ETFs immediately. Keyword, 
immediately. That means stop pushing it back, Gary, or you're going to be in a serious amount of trouble. Just saying. So four members of the U.S. Congress are requesting Gary Gensler to immediately approve the listing of a spot Bitcoin ETF. That's right. In a September 26th letter to Gensler, U.S. Representatives Mike Flood, Wiley Nickel, Tom Emmer, and Richard uh, Torres claimed that the SEC was discriminating against spot Bitcoin ETF products. Facts. Citing the legal precedent set by Grayscale Investments in a winning review of its own ETF offering, the four lawmakers told Gensler there was no reason to continue to deny spot crypto ETF apps following the Grayscale court decision, which ruled the SEC's reasoning was arbitrary and capricious, and in having already approved investment vehicles tied to Bitcoin futures. In fact, I want to actually read you the actual letter coming from Congress. I shared this yesterday, and it started going viral. It got 95 hearts already and 26 retweets, and here's what the official letter from Congress to Chairman SEC had to share. I'm going to be reading this out loud for you. Here we go. Congress on the United States, Washington, uh, September 26, 2023, to the Honorable Gary Gensler, Chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission. Here we go. Dear Chair Gensler, we write to ensure the Security and Exchange Commission does not continue to discriminate against spot Bitcoin ETFs. The SEC is responsible for making certain that products that comply with investor protection standards are made available to the investors. This position was affirmed 3-0 to zero by the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia last month in the Grayscale versus SEC. The circuit court upheld Grayscale's position that the SEC violated the Administrative Procedures Act when denied Grayscale's app to convert the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust GBTC product to a spot Bitcoin ETP. In its decision, the Court of Appeals held that Grayscale's proposed Bitcoin ETP is material similar across relevant regulatory factors uh, to the approved Bitcoin future ETPs. It further found the SEC's unexplained discounting of the obvious financial and mathematical relationship between the spot and futures markets fall short of the standard for reason decision-making. The Court of Appeals concluded that in the absence of a coherent explanation, this unlike regulatory treatment of the products is unlawful. The court's findings underscores the fundamental point. A spot Bitcoin ETP is indistinguishable from a Bitcoin futures ETP. Thus, the SEC's current posture is untenable moving forward. During your time at the SEC, you have consistently stated that digital asset firms should come in and register with the SEC. Market participants have relied on your statements and have filed applications for a regulated spot Bitcoin ETP. And following the Court of Appeals decision, there is no reason to continue to deny such applications under inconsistent and discriminatory standards. A regulated spot Bitcoin ETP would provide increased protection for investors by making access to Bitcoin safer and more transparent. Congress has a duty to ensure the SEC approves investment products that meet the requirements set by our Congress. And to that, we urge you, and he continues, let me finish this letter here, right here, to approve the listing for spot Bitcoin ETP immediately. We appreciate your intention in this important matter. So there you have it, fam. What are your thoughts on Gary Gensler continuing to push back and kick the can for anything related to a spot Bitcoin ETF and in which the SEC has been disapproving and pushing back for the past decade while at the same time approving Bitcoin futures ETFs, which are clearly not in the investor's best interest. Do you think this pressure from Congress will light a fire under Mr. No Clarity Gary's butt and get him to take action and finally approve a Bitcoin ETF sooner than later? Here's what we do know. We're soon entering 2024. We know it's a Bitcoin halving around the corner, roughly six months out, scheduled to take place in April of 2024. We also are likely to get these spot Bitcoin 
Bitcoin ETFs approved, especially with all the pressure coming on the chairman of the SEC. So I feel it's inevitable. I think 2024, we're in for the ride of our life. I think it's going to be a hell of a year and a hell of a Bitcoin bull market. But what's your thoughts, fam? How longer do you think they're going to be able to continue to push this back before we finally get the green light on approval? Let me know, fam. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And with that being shared, now let's break down two $10 million price predictions. One from Adam Back, an early Bitcoin OG, the Blockstream CEO, many consider to be Satoshi. We also have Hal Finney. He is a legend. May he rest in peace. He is no longer with us, but he was the first one to predict a $10 million Bitcoin price just like a week after the inception of the Genesis block all the way back in 2009. So let's break this down because for this to take place and happen, we're talking about hypothetically a $200 trillion market cap. And a lot of people ask, is there even that amount of wealth in the entire world? Absolutely. The total addressable market, just FYI, is north of 700 trillion. So anything is possible, especially when it comes to Bitcoin. So let's break this down. If you're excited, let me know who is tuning in in the live chat, where you're tuning in from. And again, at the end of the show, give everyone a shout out and we'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. Let's break this baby down, shall we? Here we go. Blockstream CEO, Adam Back, believes the price of Bitcoin can reach $10 million per coin by the end of the six having in 2032. As long as Bitcoin layer two tech and wallet infrastructure improves, which we all know it will, in a Twitter thread, the Bitcoin core contributor explained to his half a million followers under what situation Hal Finney's 10 million price prediction for Bitcoin could come true. Adam Back noted that Bitcoin had doubled in price year on year on average since 2013. That's an entire decade of doubling. That's what's up. And explained that if the trend continues, the Bitcoin price will reach $10 million per coin along with a $200 trillion market cap in around nine years' time. Let's read this Twitter thread from the one and only Adam Back. Early this year, I was curious of the claim, Bitcoin 2Xs per year on average. But guess what? It checks. The decade from January 2013 to December of 2022, Bitcoin went up 2x per year, which is 1,200x in a decade. If that continues, we will cross $10 million per Bitcoin and a $200 trillion market cap by the end of the next two halvings in roughly nine years. And in this diagram, it shows you no coiners is currently 7.7 billion and Bitcoiners with 100 million. Now, he also goes on to share that 200 trillion is Hal Finney's 2009 Bitcoin market cap prediction. It is a lot. It displaces a significant part of the store value premiums and bonds, real estate, monetary premium, gold, 60 to 40 stock portfolios, and et cetera. Something adoption will slow. Derivatives reduce volatility. And let's read this original prediction by the one and only Hal Finney, may his soul rest in peace, as an amusing thought experiment. Imagine that Bitcoin is successful and becomes the dominant payment system in use throughout the world. Then the total value of the currency should be equal to the total value of all the wealth in the world. Current estimates of total worldwide household wealth that I have found range from $100 trillion to $300 trillion. So with 20 million coins, that gives each coin a value of about $10 million per coin. That's what's up. Send it and let's go. Adam continued, I am not sure about the adoption slowing nor the volatility reducing. There are other factors. The new cycle of people who learn to hodl and stack, who over time make it their mission to buy and to cold storage as much Bitcoin as possible, even resorting to leverage volatility creator. And he continues, adoption could have hyper-Bitcoinization spurts where rapid viral adoption nukes a weak currency in a hyperinflationary frenzy and 
domino crash 20 bottom tier currencies, people get pragmatic, adapt fast if they see fiat melting, a rush to others protecting savings via Bitcoin. Also, bear in mind, Bitcoin, <laughs> pun intended, right? Bear in mind, Bitcoin does not have to absorb anywhere near 100 trillion to reach that market cap. Pay attention due to the relative thin trading and hodl cold storage investors. If Bitcoin really gets moving, it'll become harder to get anyone to sell. Have to pry it out of their cold wallets. Breach, especially my long-term hodlers. Where you at? He continues, given the volatility, I think Bitcoin can overshoot widely and tap one of these 100 to $300 trillion market caps, correct, and then regain a steadier adoption over time. I suspect people with average entry points relative to then current price won't have much incentive to sell in size. So it is true. There is some, in effect, Bitcoin rehypothecation via side contracts like perpetual futures. However, reality is there and not really much naked short interest. So most of the shorts are delta, delta neutral, collecting funding rate on US dollars and by matching physical Bitcoin collateral. The market in Bitcoin native financialization is immature, also untouched. Bitcoin structured products, mortgages backed by real estate, but interest guaranteed by BTC. Other products make Bitcoin easier to use for more people. The match risk profiles, which creates more growth. And I'll leave you with one more insight from Adam Back. So I think this will get interesting over the next two halvings. And fast, we don't have much time to scale tech. We need somewhere for the next billion users to own their own UTXO, their own keys, with censorship-resistant cold storage without remaining main chain security. So there you have it. Now back to the infamous Hal Finney, as Dr. Bitcoin points out here. You think Bitcoin Twitter is bullish? Hal Finney was calculating one Bitcoin price of 10 million per coin just one week after the Genesis block on January 3rd, 2009. Let that sink in, fam. He also noted the Bitcoin's acceptance rate would be slow at first. This is still clearly evident a decade later, as very few people on the planet hold more than one of them. Uh, quoting Finney, one immediate problem with any new currency is how to value it, even ignoring the practical problem that virtually no one will accept it at first. There is still a difficulty in coming up with a reasonable argument in favor of a non-zero value for the coins. He went on to work to out to a total household wealth at that time, which estimated to be 100 to 300 trillion. And again, he said even with only 20 million coins, that would put each Bitcoin at roughly $10 million each. Now, it appears that their little experiment have been a wild success, clearly, wouldn't you say? Despite just a fraction of the world's population holding and using Bitcoin, obviously the price continues to skyrocket over the past few years and has become a disruptive force that it was intended to be. The governments and central banks are rattled, which means the Bitcoin has the potential to become the dominant payment system, though 10 million bucks per coin is probably a little far-fetched, unless there is hyperinflation. I mean, that's a possibility as well. Finney, who said computers can be used as tools to liberate and protect people, rather than control them, was noted cryptographic activist and cypherpunk. He created the first reusable proof-of-work system before Bitcoin all the way back in 2004. And in January of 2009, he was the first recipient of a Bitcoin transaction and since has sadly passed away in late August of 2014. So there you have it, fam. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Adam Bax. $10 million price prediction, along with the infamous Hal Finney, may his soul rest in peace. What are your thoughts? Do you think this can happen by the year 2032? What is that? Another nine years away. I mean, anything is possible. I'd love to see it personally, but let me know your thoughts, fam. I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.